don't know about you, but I love this quote. Before I say the quote, I, I couldn't find out who to attribute it to. Um, it's one I've heard a lot. I, I've seen it on the internet. I, I've researched it. It doesn't matter. But the quote goes something like this. Are you having a bad day? Or was it a bad five minutes that you milked all day long? I love this question because it's so true, right? How often do we let something so small ruin our entire day? We let it steal our peace. Just someone cuts us off in traffic or is rude to us. We internalize that and then it leads to us suffering when that is entirely a choice that we've made. Of course, there are terrible things that we all experience. And these things can be difficult to cope with and like real authentic tragedy. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the small stuff, the everyday shit that completely gnaws at you and it's unnecessary. This is the argument you had in the morning with your partner or the coffee you spilled on your new shirt. Or I'll just give you an example. I had some brand new shoes. My puppy steps on them with his muddy feet. I mean, I literally have had these things out of the box five minutes. We're going on a little walk just in the backyard, muddy paw on the shoe. This makes me like freak out a little bit. I'm like, oh, whoa, this is my new. And I'm reaching over and I'm cleaning my shoe off. And then with the other hand, I spill coffee on the other shoe. Now, moments like this, if you're at all like me, if you are also at a moment of where you lack awareness, these can make your blood boil, right? And they can stay with you for way longer than they should. This is an example of this five minutes turning into five hours. Why do we do that? Now, to be fair, we do have what's called a negativity bias wired into our psychology. This is a survival mechanism that is not there to make us happy. It's make us, you know, fight to live another day in what used to be this, um, the wild, wild west, right? We used to have to keep an eye out for saber two tigers on the horizon. And the reality is we don't anymore, but our, that, that built in evolutionary, um, chemistry sees things like someone cutting us off in traffic or, uh, other negative items and it over identifies with them such that we can um, overcome this, right? Such that we can focus on those things, identify threats, and the challenge becomes we really are have lost track with what a threat truly is. You know, this is whether we like it. Our biology prioritizes negative information over positive information. So if you are at all like me and sometimes find yourself getting swept up in this, you know, the five minutes that lasts for five hours, First of all, I want to tell you it's okay. That's part of your biology. The second part is imagine a world where you didn't have to have that. Imagine overcoming these small setbacks or negative events without letting them have a strong impact on your mood or your overall well-being. This would be the ideal, right? Um, at, at this point, you know, you're thinking that Chase, this is where Chase comes in with meditation. And I do believe meditation is an incredibly powerful vehicle. It has been life-changing for me, but that's not what this particular episode is about. This is about other ways to manage this, to turn around what essentially could be a bad day. And the cool part about all this, the silver lining, if you will, is that we are not our thoughts. 
right? You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are things that happen because of the organ between your ears, right? And if you can start to think about training our brains, if you can start to think about training your brain to be specifically talking to you to think differently, then you are going to be better off. There's one little cue here. However, we have to be at first aware that this is even happening. Have you ever been around a friend and you're like, whoa, you know, this particular friend is so negative right now. Everything, like everything, what's wrong with this person? And we've, you know, I, I'm using today's episode to refer to myself and to ourselves collectively in this community about ways that we can do it. But it's sometimes easier to see in a friend or a coworker, like, wow, what's up with that person today? They're so negative. Now, I'm hoping that you can start to cultivate a self-awareness that you notice this in yourself before a coworker or a partner does, right? There's a handful of questions that I like to think about asking myself the little moment when something does go wrong, like I spill the coffee on my brand new white tennis shoes, for example. In that moment, if I feel my blood pressure rising, I ask myself, will this matter in one day or one week or a month? If the answer is no, that should give you some perspective to let it go and to move on. Another thing I like to ask is, are my feelings and how much it's taking up my mind right now, are they proportional? Is it a, is it a proportional response to what's actually happening? And you can say, yeah, well, I paid $150 for these tennis shoes. And, and yet, are you willing to trade having a terrible day for the price of a new pair of tennis shoes? Or can you recognize that your tennis shoes are not even ruined, right? They're just aesthetically downgraded and you're still going to be able to play basketball in them or do whatever you want to do in your shoes. The point on this one is if you are getting disproportionately upset or your response to a stimulus is disproportionate, that's probably a sign that you're focusing too much on the negative. Uh, and then the third question, this is just a, again, a little bit off the cuff here, but if I have found myself thinking about past negative experiences or projecting a future negative experience that hasn't even happened out into the world, aka worry or have anxiety about it. If I catch myself in that, I will say this is a sign that I am doing something that is not helpful. Those are three examples of ways that you might cultivate awareness towards negative thoughts and emotions. And it's in this awareness, again, the goal of step one is becoming aware and once you have become aware using one of those three techniques or some other technique that you may have that, uh, you know, you're, you've got another internet friend that's turning you on to something new and cool, or if you have other ways of managing your own psychology, the point is once you become aware, now you are in a position to do something about it. And that is the rest of the show today. I'm going to give you five things, five practices, I will call them that can help you flip this negativity bias, flip this, I'm having a bad day on its head. All right, thing one of five, help someone else who needs it. If you're having a bad day, it is no secret that small acts of kindness and service not only help the recipient, but also help the giver. Stuff like this can provide a real sense of purpose and fulfillment that can boost and change your well-being in a minute. Yet, Sometimes this is easier said than done 
when we're not in the most giving of moods, right? Here's the antidote though, right now, or the next time you're at a desk or you have the ability to prepare a list, do so. Prepare a short list of ideas, put them in your phone, put them in a jar, just a set of small acts that you could do for someone else such that when you feel your mind shifting or dwelling on something you do not want to occupy your brain or you want to let go of, go to your list of ideas, pick one and do something nice. Now there's all kinds of, you know, a a mix of small and big things. One of the things I like to do, I have a list of people uh, who are relatives of my friends who have requested mentorship or my, my set of friends who said, Hey man, if you have some time to look at this or a business problem, I will then take out this list of things, add some value, review the item that I was asked to review. And then I will actually shoot off a note, a text to that person or to, uh, the, you know, the son or daughter of a friend of mine, or if they're, you know, coming up with some new idea, they want me to think about something. I have a list of those things such that I can, in a short amount of time, provide some value, send that off. And that makes me feel better and adds value to someone else. Uh, another idea is to buy a meal for someone in need, someone on the street. There are, at least in a lot of the major cities, there are enough people who could use, you know, your $6 uh, to buy a meal or go buy that meal for them and hand it to them, hand them a, a, a bag, you know, a nice deli sandwich or something. How about making an amazing day for a random retail worker, either through a generous tip or a kind, heartfelt compliment, um, saying that they are great at their job and that you've they've been a bright spot in your day. That's a really simple one that I found um, goes a long way. Uh, here's another one. Send a love note to someone in your life that you care de- dearly about. Essentially make their day and you will realize that that act of taking the time out to tell someone that you love them had a powerful effect on your psychology. Um, there's a great example also, um, that killer Mike, if you remember, um, killer Mike from outcast, an amazing, uh, musician rapper and now activist. Um, I'm thinking fondly of the time he was on the Colbert show and talked about, um, reaching out to someone who does not look like you and helping them adding value, teaching them something that you know that they are aspiring to know. He used the example of mentoring um, kids at a college. Um, He often speaks at colleges. And again, this is a little more in depth, but if you had a set or a a cross-section of these pre-prepared such that you could actually write that letter of recommendation or do something kind for someone who needs it, It is a fantastic way of shifting your day and maybe even your week or month. All right, that's thing one. Help someone who needs it. Thing two, get in nature for an extended period of time. Getting into nature has a calming effect on the mind. This is scientific. This is not just me, you know, wishing and thinking or anecdotally. This is science. You can increase its effectiveness if you intentionally shift your focus from what has occupied your mind to the amazing natural world around you. Start to ask yourself, what do I notice? What new sights and smells and tastes might there be out there in nature? Have you ever had like a wild blueberry? It tastes incredible. It 
completely shifts your perspective. You put one of those things in your mouth and you're like, now, to be fair, you'd be able to identify these berries. My point is getting in nature, it can shift everything in a moment. Some of my favorites are, are, are hikes in the woods, right? This is, it's new sites, very different smells, especially up here in the Northwest, right? Just like moss and trees and evergreen. Um, it's no secret that if you live near water, either um, rivers, lakes, or, or the beach, the ocean, UC Davis research showed that viewing water lowered your heart rate, your blood pressure, and increased feelings of relaxation. Uh, a third go-to is if you can't travel far away, say you're you're in an urban environment, honestly, just getting outside for an extended walk. Challenge yourself to notice new things. This is the key. Don't walk around and look at the same stuff you always look. Walk a different direction, cover a different path, and try and intentionally notice things you've never seen before. All right, that's number two, getting into nature. Number three, Try a mood-boosting playlist. This is just music, right? Listening to music can have a super powerful effect on our mood, and it has the ability to evoke all sorts of emotions, to transport us to different times and places. You've seen shows, right? Well, the next closest thing to seeing a show is listening to it with a good set of headphones. This can release some feel-good chemicals in the brain, dopamine, all that kind of stuff, which do scientifically help reduce stress, lower blood pressure, and boost our immune system. I have a few playlists that I love. I've recommended them before. One, I've got a bunch of my, my friend Mike always makes me playlists and sends them to me. I'll just scroll through some of Mike's playlists that he sends to me and say, gosh, someone made this for me and makes me feel good that my buddy Mike is looking out for me. And dang, the music is great too because Mike loves music and he's a great curator. Um, another one is Editing Flow, which is a Spotify playlist I've referenced before from my friend Alex Stroll, who uh, uses this to edit photos. Um, and the third one is searching key terms like mood boosting playlist, for example, on Spotify. That can lead to great stuff. And number four, move your body. Sounds obvious, right? But yet we often forget. Moving your body through exercise or some other physical activity that moves the joints and pieces of your cuerpo, that's body in Spanish, uh, this releases endorphins. This moves your blood, your lymph throughout your body, and all of this stuff can boost your mood and combat negative emotions. Now, sometimes we forget how simple this is, right? But it is real. In addition to all that stuff, it can provide a sense of accomplishment. Just the fact of deciding that you're going to move your body and then following through, keeping that promise with yourself, that has intrinsic good as well. It's going to help you feel more energized, motivated, and uh, I guess confident in sort of facing any challenge with a more positive mindset. Now, a couple examples here. Uh, for me, I started golfing during uh, when COVID kicked in, I golfed as a young person and didn't touch the thing for, didn't touch that sport for 20 something years and took it up again. It is, it's an amazing game. It's a walk in nature that exercises my body, makes me focus, gets me outside and moving in a very simple, but at the, I'll tell you at the end of the day or at the end of nine holes or 18 holes or whatever, I feel better. I feel like I've actually moved my body. I have, you know, there's a little shot of endorphin when you hit a good shot. And of course, a little bit of frustration and mental challenge when you don't, 
but I love it. Other things that uh, help me personally, CrossFit or high intensity interval training, those type exercises, whether you, you know, I know CrossFit has a, uh, you, most people either love it or hate it. And if you love it, you talk about it all the time. And if you hate it, you can't stand people talking about it all the time. The point is that, that intense workouts actually shift mindset. They release chemicals into your bloodstream. Biochemically, you, you're, you're, you will be in a different mood after you move your body intensely. And this makes me think of uh, my dear friend, Tony Robbins. And if you've seen or been to any of his programs, I've been to a number of them as his guest. And, you know, you got a room full of people bouncing up and down, trying to transform their lives. And you think the bouncing up and down is just a bunch of rah-rah. But look, radical changes in one's physiology. Tony knows that this is actually scientifically linked to positive emotions and being able to make changes in your life, the changes that you want. So again, this, what might seem disconnected or not connected to you has an actual basis as this does in science, radically changing your physiology has the ability to change, to help change your mind. The, the neurochemistry is different. The, even, you know, if you're moving your body and you can move it into a different environment, that also helps, you know, see this point of, you know, getting outside, for example. So please do not discount the, the physicality and how it affects your body. Most people think they need to change their mind in order to change their body. But if you can take a look at, at experiencing that from the exact opposite, what about if you want to move your body as a vehicle for changing your mind? That is every bit as viable and powerful. Okay, number five. I've categorized this as self-care and relationships and or a concept called life force. And I'm borrowing this concept called life force from a documentary uh, that Jonah Hill released not too long ago called Stutz. Um, without going too deep into this, uh, the film, uh, the film Stutz is about Jonah's relationship with his therapist. His therapist's last name is Stutz. It's a, it's a really interesting film. Uh, and what I like about this and why I'm referencing it specifically is because there's an idea called life force in, introduced in that film that talks about uh, a pyramid. Uh, if, if life force, if you do not know where to go in your life or if you're having, in this case, like a bad day, then turning yourself toward this idea called life force, which is essentially taking care of yourself this is a radical vehicle for reducing stress and boosting mood. Now, again, knowledge is power. Know thyself, right? You have to realize and recognize that you're in a position that you could employ these techniques before you are able to employ them, right? Um, but I liken this, I'll, I'll give you an example, a parallel example here. Uh, many of you know I have a new puppy. He's now, uh, he's now s I think today or yesterday is his seven-month-old birthday, so he's seven months. Um but there are times as a seven month old puppy, he just goes berserker. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you being sort of like a jerk right now? What's happening? I have come to know through learning about him and learning about puppies in general. And what little I do know about the human condition also is that if he is out of control, restless, there are a handful of very basic needs that he's likely not having met. You know, go to the bathroom, has he eaten? 
you know, is he short on sleep or has he been able to um, affect some of his drive, some of these base things that are, you know, part of what a dog is, is it's a chewing, sniffing <laughs> uh, thing, right? So has he been able to accomplish most of those things? If he hasn't, for example, if he hasn't gone to the bathroom, he ha- he's short on calories. If I give him those things, nine out of 10 times, that remedies him back to the dog that I would expect him to be. The same is true for us, right? If, and this is where that stuts, the pyramid comes in on, on sort of the base step of the pyramid uh, in, in the Stutz movie is the relationship that you have to your physical body. Have you moved your body and can you get your physical body working better? To do so is the foundation. Notice we're starting with physical activity before sort of trying to figure out what the heck's wrong in your world. If you don't know, just start moving your body. That's the recipe for Stutz. What it turns out in the therapeutic world, according to Stutz, is that that is actually you in relationship to your physical body. So do that thing. That is an element of self-care. Um, turns out that two other levels of the pyramid, the middle one is the relationship that you have with other people. And then the last relationship, the, the, t- the tip of the pyramid is your relationship in your deep relationship with yourself. And again, the, the connection here with, uh, the Jonah Hill movie Stutz and with the point I made about Bodhi is taking care of yourself and other people is a vector on which we largely forget and often overlook. And if you are lost or struggling, or you're having, again, go to the top of this show here, having a rough day, sometimes just recognizing that you're having a rough day, trying not to figure it out, but instead going to work on your life force, moving the body, connecting with someone else, that can be a magic, can be a laser beam fix for changing your day around. All right. Now, in conclusion, it's no mystery, right? Bad days happen to everyone. But if you look closely, it's usually not a bad day. It's a bad event or a small piece of your day. Referencing Tony Robbins, he his goal today is to, if he has something that has negatively affected him, how can he not not feel that thing, but how can he feel those feelings of frustration or anxiety or annoyance or whatever in as short but as powerful time frame as possible? Ninety seconds is what Tony talks about. So bad days they don't have they they happen to everyone, but they don't have to ruin your day. Let's let them ruin ninety seconds or five minutes by recognizing that bad days are most more importantly bad moments in every day. They are just bad moments, right? In in recognize that and deploying some of these practices that we talked through. We talked through five of them today to help shift our mindset. If you could slowly start training your brain to do this work and focus less on the negative, you will become more resilient to life's twists and turns. And I believe you will get uh, an increased richness from the very fabric of life itself. So next time you're having a rough one, remember these five techniques, remember the show, and I'd love to hear back from you. I pay attention to all your feedback on the socials. You know how to find me. Um, I really appreciate you listening. I hope today's micro show has been helpful. And until next time, I bid you adieu. 
All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.